Hi, I'm Jerome Whittingham, editor of HowIsThis.News. This week I visited a useful little project that might just have big impacts on our future. One that can help us to reduce the stresses we're putting on the planet, as well as reducing the stresses we put on our own pockets. It's called the Hull Library of Stuff, and its director is Alan Dalgens. I'm the founder of the Library of Stuff and really started this in March this year. The Library of Stuff is a um, an organisation that lends things to people. So think of it as like a book library, but actually um, we, we do everything other than books. So there's all sorts of equipment, you know, DIY equipment, um, cleaning equipment, um, hobby equipment, all sorts of stuff. The seeds of the idea for this project were planted some years back when Alan bought an item off eBay. I originally started looking at it in around 2006 um, when I bought something off eBay. It was a film scanner for scanning negatives and slides uh, to scan all my um, dad's old slides in. And when I finished with it, um, I put it back on eBay uh, and sold it again. And I sold it for the same price I bought it for. And I thought, I wonder how many people have bought this before me. And in those days, you could go on eBay and have a look and... And I went back six people before, you know, and I thought, they're basically borrowing it. They're not actually buying it, they're borrowing it. Um, and they're utilizing an auction site to, to do that. But then you've got all the hassle of postage and packing and all that kind of stuff. And um, so I started thinking about libraries then and thought, um, you know, why don't they do other things? So I kept an eye on it and, and thought, I'd love to open something like that um, at some point. And then um, uh, I... Uh, found um, the Library of Things movement, um, which is naturally a movement that started in um, America um, in around um, 90, uh, sorry, 1970s. So there was one in California in 1970, or about 73, something like that. And it opened to share tools. So it was a tool library. Nothing really happened for quite a long time. Um, and it wasn't till around 2006 that I started following and realizing there was this movement that was happening where people were, were looking at um, the, the idea that you used to borrow things off your neighbors. Um, and um, with global movement and people moving around the country, a lot of people don't know their neighbors anymore. Uh, communities have changed quite considerably. One of the aims of the whole library of stuff is to help reduce the environmental impacts of manufacturing, owning and disposing of, well, stuff. You know, things got very commercial where you could buy um, a commercial tool very cheaply. They now have a category called DIY. And so you can buy a tool that's specifically designed for DIY. Now, there's problems with that. Um, A DIY tool doesn't have um, a good service life. Its service life is designed for a DIYer, and it and it'll actually say this is for a DIYer, not a commercial tool. And what they mean is it isn't going to last very long. And they're even designed in a way that obviously makes it cheap to manufacture, but makes it very difficult to fix. Um, and they don't want you to fix it in the end; they want you to go and buy another one. <laughs> so you get into this vicious cycle of people buying and disposing of things because they're not lasting very long, but they're very cheap to buy. There was some research done recently um, that suggested that a DIYer's drill only gets used for 13 minutes of its entire life, 13. So the rest of the time it's sat in storage. So you think about all of the garages in the whole world and how many tools are sat there that are not being utilised 99% of the time. And it, and to be honest, it's probably designed to be used for 15 minutes as well. That's the problem is that, they, you know, the 
they've got to a point where they can produce something very cheaply and get people can get access to stuff really cheaply. But the problem is, is that they're not designed to be last the last long time. So what happens is, rather than someone selling it on when they finish with it, it, it ends up in the skip. And you know, there's there's batteries, the lithium batteries, and all, all of that type of stuff that you've got to deal with as special waste as well. So I opened the uh, the library in in a hope to try and prevent the needless waste of consumer goods, um, and hopefully that I'm getting a lot of donations at the minute. I've got uh, we just had our ninety fourth donation yesterday, uh, and it, and it was a brand new power tool. You know, the, someone who believes in this organization and said, "Here, have this. I'd rather it be shared than sat in my in my garage." It's it's getting people to notice that uh, there is a different way of doing things. The whole library of stuff is open for two days each week for borrowers to pick up and return items. Tuesday and Wednesday, 10am to 7pm. Items can be browsed and booked online throughout the week. The range of items available to borrowers is wide and growing. So um, we've got disco equipment. So we've got a, a small disco setup, which is perfect for a house or a small hall. Uh, what I've tried to do is buy things that people can use um, so this bit of equipment, it connects to Bluetooth to your phone and whatever streaming service you can do, create a pl- playlist and click play. And, you know, it comes, you, you can borrow a smoke machine as well if you want to give it the full effect. What else have I got? Um, uh, fishing gear, if you want to go and do some fishing. I've got um, laminators. Um, I've got a load of film and uh, photography equipment to convert old analog stuff to digital, um, which I'm going to be shooting a video on how to use it all um, pretty soon. Yeah, lots of DIY equipment. So, uh, you know, I've got a, um, a cement mixer that will fit in a car that someone can borrow if they're doing a small job that needs uh, a cement mixer. We've got a compactor, an electric compactor, a, um, a rotivator, quite a bit of gardening equipment as well as DIY equipment. Carpet cleaner. Um, we've got a, a commercial carpet cleaner that I went and hired one and did some market research and then bought a really good one. So we've got two of them now. The jet washer, that's quite popular. People do the decks towards winter and beginning of summer. Um, so we've got some uh, students doing a, a, a project. So they're building something and, and they borrow things like an angle grinder and drills, um, lithium drills. I've just actually given my top 30 items to another library with the prices we, we charge um, to try and help another library out. So I have got that list somewhere. I'll have to dig it out. Safety, of course, is a key focus for Alan as items are booked by borrowers. He's always happy to advise borrowers on safe use of the equipment they're picking up. You don't want to give someone a, a chainsaw that they've never used before uh, and, and, and just pop it over the desk and go, see you later. What we've done is we've got a list of what we class as dangerous items. Um, so we do a risk assessment and then decide whether something should be on the dangerous item list or not. And if it is, then um, uh, if someone wants to borrow it, they have to spend 15 minutes with us just going through a, a risk assessment uh, and explaining the risks of using a bit of equipment. The whole library of stuff is a great project. And I can see it becoming very popular, maybe even quickly outgrowing its current base. Um, so um, we have plans for the future. So um, we've now got um, uh, two other directors, myself and another director, who are planning the future of the library. This is the incubator. So this was uh, to test the water, make sure that it was popular. We've now got 300 members who, who have joined um, and we've lent out over 260 things. It has got to a point where the incubator, we can now say, has worked. And um, the next model is um, the next stage is to go to a funded model 
Um, so we're, we're looking at getting funding in place to um, move it to the to that stage. And then the stage after that is obviously getting to some kind of self-sustaining model where we can continue to do what we're doing, but on a grander scale. Borrowing items from the library has been made very affordable. Um, so we've aimed um, our pricing specifically at people who 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 can't afford to 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 buy these things and um but they could borrow borrow it for a week and do the job uh, some examples we had someone who was uh, or a few people who who have um borrowed our car computer which connects to your car and tells you what's wrong with your car so you get the uh, maintenance light on your car but it doesn't actually tell you what's wrong with it they expect you to take it to a garage and what if you can't afford to take it to the garage you know you need to be able to diagnose the problem and have a go at fixing it yourself and we've, we've had people do that we've had someone who was going to buy a, a, a jet washer on high purchase because they couldn't afford one and they came and borrowed ours, you know, it was £13 for a week. Um, you know, they managed to get the job done doing that. I've just got um applied for some funding to get some well-being stuff in that I'm going to offer for free. Right. So, you know, having um, a set of yoga mats or there's this thing called a bed of nails. I'm going to get... So I've got two beds of nails that I've, I've, I've requested. But this is through the CHCP and, you know, buying stuff that will improve people's lives. In, in terms of well-being, I don't want people to be getting into poverty or, or getting into money troubles because they they've bought something that they can't afford. That's partly so. There's two main reasons for this: is to, to save people money and um, and also the um, the climate impact. So you know, if we can all use one central pot of things rather than all having our own version of those things, um, you know, that will improve. The, the fact that things don't need to be created. Um, so, you know, there'll be less demand, less things created that will reduce the impact on climate change. You know, in the time I spent with Alan, one thing became abundantly clear. He's really in his element. I love gadgets, right? When I was 12, I had a study and I used to fix things for people. So, and it was under the stairs. It was right next to a gas meter. I'd create this study under the stairs, and, and this is all from my dad, really. He was re- really into um, electronics and he used to make things, and, uh, you know, it was part of his job as well, but he absolutely loved it. Uh, you know, I, I did the same. I, I used to drive my mum up the wall by taking things apart because I always wanted to know how they worked. And, you know, it's uh, sometimes I got it back together, not always. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, I, I used to have friends who used to bring round like, um, broken um, toasters, and I used to fix them and, and then give them back. And it wasn't for them, it was for their parents. But and, and then they used to give me a donation. Yeah, I love gadgets and I love taking things apart, so it's perfect. <laughs> if you want to know more about the whole library of stuff, here's how you can get in touch. Yep, so um, the um, library's website is www.libraryofstuff.co.uk. Um, on there, it'll take you to the library. That's the catalogue where you can browse and have a look at all the different categories and uh, where the items are. 